0: Welcome back sports fans we're still here behind the uh, the sports desk we're, as Joe said we're, it's so nice we're playing too. So uh, welcome back over here. I'm Chris and with me as always is Joe.
1: Good to be back uh, folks and yes we're, we're playing too it's um, it's a nice day to play too and, and it really we, is We got have to, we got we have so to hit the other sports.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know we got so much ground to cover and uh, there was just a lot of baseball we needed to cover so um, so that was baseball got its own episode. Uh, most of the Mets and the Yanks, and mm-hmm. uh, and now we're sort of on to well, everything else. So, uh, where would you like to start, Joe?
1: Oh, well, Chris, I think we should start with the NFL, and I think you should you should uh, probably start off with that. Your expertise on the NFL far uh, re- re- reaches mine, so I think
0: I'd, I'd, I, I really want I don't know about that, my friend, but uh, but I'm happy to start with the NFL, we can definitely start there and see uh, see how much we're in agreement, disagreement. So, sports fans, for anybody who doesn't know, the last time we talked football, the season hadn't really started yet. It may not have started at all, Joe. Do you remember? Or we I don't think it said- had started.
1: Yeah, no, it had started, Chris, because I think we talked about um, – or I did anyway about uh, – uh, I think I said at that time, I don't think the Jets are going to win another game this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you might, be, you, might be, you might be right about that. Yeah. So, the season the season would have started, but uh, but certainly wasn't as far along because now we're – you know, now we're we're past week eight. Uh, well, we're about to be past week eight. It's yes. Monday night, so game is still going on. But, uh, so there's part of me that needs to. I, I will definitely own that I was wrong, but I do not feel like I need to apologize for it. And that's the New York Giants. Um, I so talking to my, I've I've gotten over the past three weeks or so as the Giants have continued piling up wins. Um, I've gotten text messages from friends saying, "Hey, how about those Giants? That's you know they're doing great. Like how you know this is this is. Are you excited?" And each time I've gone, "Meh." <laughs> People are like, what you know, especially my my uh, my buddy John. Um, he had texted me when the Giants were at that point they were six and one coming into this week uh, against Seattle, and uh, and I said, "Your record is not always. Your record is not." You are not always who your record says you are. Mm-hmm. I know that normally the flip of that phrase, which is why I had so much difficulty saying it, uh, is normally you know what's said, which is you know their records that they are who their records say they are. But that's Bill
1: Parcells, right?
0: I, I I think so.
1: Yeah, Bill Parcells. Um, yes,
0: but it's not always true. No, it's and not. In the case of these giants, I did not, and I and I know there are people who are going. Well, Chris, you're recording this after they got squashed by the Seahawks. So hindsight, you know, you you get the benefit of that after the loss. Okay. You can take me at my word or not totally up to you, but I will say that every time I sort of, you know, this is sort of how I always react to to these sorts of situations is I I sort of find my way around what I want to say. And when I find a way to express the thing that I want to say, I will use that line over and over. And so for the past three weeks or so, I have said the Giants are the flimsiest four and one team in the league. The Giants are the flimsiest five-and-one team in the league. The Giants, and then last week I was saying the Giants have the flimsiest. I doubled down, I tripled down, really. The Giants have <laughs> the flimsiest winning record in the league, except maybe the Jets. Um, and I think Seattle exposed that. Now, now I don't want to take I don't want to take anything away from the Giants. They got six wins. I think I pegged them for three, maybe four. I can't remember. Um, Arco, if you're out there, if you're listening, please let me know. Remember, <laughs> I can't remember if I said three or four, but that was where I pegged the Giants. And I was wrong. I was definitely wrong. And I'll also say that, you know, uh, Dabble comes in here and imparts a winning philosophy with the Giants, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't be mad at the guy just because the Giants organization fucked up with Brian Flores so, so heinously that I'm still angry about it, okay? But. but- You know, he comes in, and he makes them work hard. They work really, really hard, that team. They have been punching above their weight since week two, okay? And I think that – good on them. I think that puck luck doesn't – for anybody who doesn't know, in hockey, when a puck bounces in or bounces out, uh, you know, it does either – the it does really the opposite of what it should have done for no evident reason. We call Mm. it puck luck. And I think that's a little bit harder to sort of assign to football um, because it's just, it's a different scoring system. Uh, It's it's a different, very different game, but I think the giants have sort of had the equivalent of puck luck, which is they've worked very, very hard and they happen to be on the winning side of games when the clock runs out. Now uh, that might sound like sort of hodgepodge analysis to you. And and I don't know, maybe it is, but I've gotten the impression that most of the wins they've, they've stacked up this season. And again, Full credit to them, full marks. They've gotten six of eight, which is damn good. Right, any nobody team, expected that. Any team, even if yeah, I, nobody expected it, but even if we had expected it, it's damn good. Um, you know they they worked really hard to get where they were, but they also needed luck. Now they were setting themselves up for success, but we've seen this over the past, I would argue, three to five seasons, where the Giants would lose by three, lose by one, mm. lose by four. And they would do it in the final two minutes of the game. And it's like, ah, you know, if they had one more possession, they mm-hmm. could have won. If they were the last ones to hold the ball, they could have won that game. Well, that's what we're seeing this season, except they are winning those games. They are the last ones to hold the ball. And they're winning football games. Now, uh, it was, what, two weeks ago that they had that amazing goal line uh, tackle. And that's yep. that's great. That is that is awesome. If he breaks that tackle, they lose exactly that's you know that's what we're talking about here so i'm not trying to take anything away from the defense huge play great play one guy one defender steps on another defender's ankle that guy breaks the plane and the game is over so that's what i mean by puck luck so good on the giants um but i do think they're they have the flimsiest winning record i'm literally looking at the, the here are the teams that have winning records and i'm gonna go through and just sort of bang 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 okay folks um, the bills at 6 and 1 the jets at 5 and dolphins both at 5 and 3 the kc at 5 and 2 chargers at 4 and 3 ravens at 5 and 3 bengals at 4 and 3 we've got the titans at 5 and 2 and going over to the nfc the eagles which this pisses me off to know <laughs> eagles are for real at seven seven 0. uh the cowboys at 6 and 2 along with the giants the cowboys of course have that head to head so giants are actually third in their division mm-hmm. which the nfc beast to nfc beast okay here we yeah. go um the nfc west we've got the seahawks at five and three we've got the vikings at six and one those are all the teams and by the way there are in fact only one two three four five five teams in the entire nfc that have winning records so let's let's let that sink in for a second yeah right. Um, out of all those teams i still think the giants have the flimsiest winning record in the nfl
1: yeah, I, I can't know, I've been, that.
0: I've been going on for for no. a couple of minutes here. What do you think? Uh,
1: I know that when we had our last sports short, uh, we had picked. Um, I don't think either of us picked the Jets or the Giants to win more than three or four games for the entire each team for the entire no. season. So, no. uh, I, I, as a Giant fan, I'm pleasantly surprised. I haven't seen all the games because, uh, you know, early on, uh, first uh, first uh, three or four weeks, I was watching Yankee games that either down sure. the stretch or in the postseason. So torturing myself with that, but, um, you know, I did watch yesterday's game and last week's game and, and, um, uh, you know, the, uh, what I've seen so far is they, 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 they stay close. They pulled these games out in the, in the fourth quarter. It seems they they were unable to do that yesterday. Um, the kid with the, um, the funky hair looks like Medusa. He dropped two balls on the return. (laughs) He coughed it up twice and that might've cost him the game, but there were other things that, that, uh, that, caused course, the Giants had game yesterday. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't get their run going. They couldn't, you know. But what did Saquon have, 50, uh, 50 yards uh, on the ground, I think, something like that. Something so, like that. Yeah. So, I mean, they just – that the offense just couldn't get going at all yesterday. And like I said, all fair, Geno Smith, my God, I, I, he surprised me. I'm, I'm actually happy for him because he took a lot of flack when he played here in New York. So, good for him. But yeah, I think your assessment is spot on, Chris, I, I the way you uh, assess the Giants um, winning. Um, I do like the way their defense is playing. I, I, I As I said off here, I don't know much about this defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, only that I think they used to be a game show host with the same name back in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I really do. I think there was. But um, I, I like what I see there. Um, I, I, I like what I'm seeing from Dable. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm – you know, let's see, we have a bye next week and then we come out of the bye and we play the Texans and the Lions. We should be able to beat the Texans and I know the Lions can put some points on the board, but I think we should be able, you know, this, you know, on paper, that should be two wins. Right. And if you tell me that, you know, in three weeks, the Giants are going to be sitting at eight and two, I'm doing cartwheels all over the joint over here. I'm just, <laughs> just so happy.
0: Sure. Uh, no, and again, with that, you know one of the reasons that i mentioned the the other winning records in the nfc is because they could they could be outstripped by the eagles and the cowboys and still make the playoffs
1: yes yes
0: um so i you know it's just it's one of those things where like yes on paper and also again this team is working hard they are working a lot harder i think than certainly i expected them to and i think harder than other teams expected them to as well I think a number of teams underestimated them, and I don't think that's wholly the explanation, but um but I think everybody has been surprised by the Giants at this point, except maybe some of the guys on the team who really, really bought what, what Brian Dabble was selling, right? Mm-hmm. Um so it's so it's hard to say. Um but I will say that I think that the I think the Giants can make the playoffs. I, I just I can't see them going anywhere I think Getting deep deep you know, now now you're dealing with better teams in the oh, field yeah. you know you're not picking on the likes of the Packers, who have looked awful this season oh my god you're on the likes of the bears you're not picking on the Panthers oh, um,
1: Panthers. oh god.
0: <laughs> yeah you're just you're not these are not the teams that you're going to face right. you're gonna face better teams um, and also <laughs> you don't you know at this point it's hard for me to not say okay I think they can they can split with Dallas, so that's great. At some point, they're going to run into the Philadelphia Buzzsaw, and it's hard for me to not envision that being two losses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I think divisional one. matchups are always tough. I think Washington is a crap team, mm-hmm. but um, you know it wouldn't be the first time that an interdivisional game that should be a gimme turns into well, we split with them because mm, rivalries. You know, like what? What do you say? Um, so I I I personally think the Giants possibly still have at least three losses left in their schedule. Um, you know that's that's sort of my concern. Um, I don't know. I think the Giants can still make the playoffs, but I I personally don't think they're there yet. And um, you know I think it's sort of looking a little bit a little bit flimsy over there.
1: So a couple of questions, Chris. Uh, is this Giants start six and two? A product of the "quote unquote" easy schedule? Uh, do do uh, is uh, is it a product of the uh, the new coach and the new system? Uh, it, it looks like a, Daniel Jones looks like a different quarterback um, than he did the previous three seasons. Um, and also, here's an observation I'm, I'm, I, I'd like to make. I, I think the Giants are two injuries away from having their season totally tank if yep. Jones or Saquon goes down. If Danny, if Danny and Saquon go down, it's, forget it. That's it's the season's over. Uh, yeah. They couldn't. Have, they couldn't. Have, we wouldn't. We would another game. So, uh, what do you what do you think about the first two points, though, Chris? The um, the schedule and 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 the coaching staff. Let's let's say Dayball and Wink Martindale.
0: Well, I mean, I don't want to. I think it's I think it's the the team they've got the the their coaches and general management. I do. Mm-hmm. I think that the moves that they made in the offseason, again, I think the Gi- the Giants, on- Giants' ownership behaved atrociously and heinously. Oh, and history. so I, I will we, not we give them that. credit for this move because of the way they handled I won't give them credit, period. But this particular move was a good one, okay? If they... I've talked about that enough, so I'm going to leave that. Right? Alone no, but yeah, no, we, I'm about to go on a rant.
1: I think and, I think our listeners know how we feel about right, that. Right?
0: Exactly. So moving on from that, um, I do. I think that I think the, the coaching and management changes. I think changing that whole front office has made a world of difference, and I think that has way more to do with this that and some of the moves they made on the offensive line, uh, giving Daniel Jones more time to make a decision with the ball, mm-hmm. even if it's another in the NFL a second, a second and a half makes all the difference in the world. Literally all the difference in the world. This is a thing that um, the Giants ran into with Kurt Warner um, when Eli Manning came in for his first season. And uh, and the complaint was that, you know, the Giants aren't giving Kurt Warner protection. They're not giving him time. They're not giving him time. And, um, you know, Coach Coughlin went back and he looked at the tape and the coaches all agreed. Kurt Warner was taking too much time.
1: Mm-hmm. And it
0: was by like a second or two seconds like, but that makes all the difference in the NFL,
1: Oh, certainly uh, does. which
0: is one of the reasons they moved on from Kurt Warner to Eli Manning was because it, the offensive line was giving him all the time they could and Warner was taking too long. So that extra second or two seconds makes all the difference in the world. So affording him just a little bit more time to make a decision as to where he's going with the ball, in my mind, makes all the difference in the world. Obviously, we've got a healthy Saquon Barkley. That's big. But that mm-hmm. offensive line giving you options is, is huge right? Because Daniel Jones, as we've learned and a lot of teams have learned to their dismay is a huge rushing threat. So they don't oh, just yeah. have to shut down Barkley. So you can't just stack the box and hope it goes well. Um, so, so that all to me makes a bigger difference than, than the schedule. The schedule has something to do with it. But again, I think the giants have worked really, really hard. Um, and it's not just bottom feed, feeders that they're dealing with. I mean, Yes, the Packers look like crap, but you know what? Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. He's not Mm -hmm. the Aaron Rodgers this season, but like, they're still the Packers. I think almost every, almost every team in the NFL is a good team. So the Giants really could lose any given week. And mostly they haven't. They've lost to the Cowboys and they've lost to the Seahawks. Both are very solid teams, both of which they need to be able to beat if they want to go anywhere this season. But, you know, that's a bridge to burn later. So I think it's more the coaching staff and the attitude in that building and the philosophy that they brought over from the Bills. Because I mean, let's be honest, and we knew this is this is part of the reason the the Giants ownership made their their decisions the way they did. Don't they look just a little bit more like the Bills this year than they have in past seasons?
1: <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, here they are. They're playing to win. Yeah, right. They're they're taking the risks. They're and and it's not just stupid risks, right? But they're not running the ball on third and nine from their own 10
1: exactly right? fourth and
0: nine you know you like the tv when you see that these stupid decisions they're they're taking risks that are backed by numbers you know the numbers actually dictate that i can't remember where i read this and so forgive me i'll have to see if i can remember so i can really back it up but the numbers dictate that that punting the ball doesn't really do you any good you should really just be going for it on every fourth down. Now, i i don't dis- I don't agree with that. I'd be okay if we got rid of place kickers, but I don't want to see punters going anywhere because I think coffin corner kicking is just real damn impressive. Um, oh yeah, but they're making informed decisions and they're taking they're taking risks that make sense, um, and it's not random either. It's consistent. It's not like we need to jolt this week. Let's do it right. So they really are playing to win. And I think what we're seeing is a team punching above their weight, which is what the Bills were for a while. Now the Bills have moved on from that, and now they're heavyweights. The Giants are not heavyweights, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But they still have work to do. I think that if they tried to carry this roster over from season to season, they're not going to get over that hump. I think they still have a lot more work to do. And this record um, is going to sort of bite them a little bit next year when they have a tougher schedule and they need to step up their game. Does that Definitely.
1: answer your question, Joe? Yes, it does. Yes, I mean I, I'm thinking back to yesterday's game. As you mentioned, the offensive line uh, uh, Jones had more than enough, he had most of the game. He had enough time to you know to step back or step up to you know to make a throw. Unfortunately, there was no way downfield to throw the ball to. It. I think that's why the Giants need to make a deal and get somebody. Sure, get, you know, get a wideout, get somebody who can get. As I said earlier off air, get some separation, get down the field because we know he's got the arm. He can put the ball. He can do that. So uh, that would open up the game even more and uh, take some pressure off of Barkley. I mean, Barkley's been playing with that bum shoulder. Isn't that correct? He's had a bad shoulder. uh, I think his left shoulder the past. Yeah. I think the past two games, he looked, he looked a little, I saw him wince a few times yesterday when he got knocked down and even last week. So I think he's still playing hurt. So I think this bye week is going to be good for him. So hopefully that, you know, they'll come out, they'll come out punching uh, against the, uh, the Texans. But, um, yeah, I I'm, you know, for how many times do we talk about, you know, the last X number of years, I like think the last decade almost, about the Giants offensive line. It's how, it's just offensive to watch them because it's just, you know, how, all those all those latter Eli seasons where he just had no freaking time at all. He had to get rid of the ball, you know, those those uh, flip throws and those, you know, those uh, shovel passes and all that other crap that just like, you know, get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball. But we're seeing something different here uh, with Jones. Do you think Do you think now at the end of this season, uh, uh, Jones will be a free agent? Or do uh, you think they're going to franchise him? What's the deal? No, think I, think, I,
0: think, I think after the season he's had, um, I suspect that he hasn't. I still don't think he's going to be uh, the guy that they they hoped they were getting right. when they traded up to draft him. But I think at this point you'll look around the league and go, but who else are we going to sign?
1: Yeah, I and think they're correct. gonna say
0: you know what he he took big steps this year uh, and the question will be to the coaches do you think that he has more steps to take I think they will say yes I think there's more we can do with him and so I think the giants sign him so I mean, he... the and they're gonna go who else do we sign he's taken steps that's mm-hmm. what we wanted to see and at the end of the day you know like even if you manage to to find some other proven commodity which is what you're looking for I think mm-hmm. um because Daniel Jones is not this isn't an atrocious situation where you're like god we just need a game manager you're not there anymore so since you're not there right now I think you sign him um you sign him for I think I think probably a three-year extension I don't think you lock him up for longer than that but we'll see I think he's gonna want more but I I don't think the Giants are gonna want to give it to him And then I think that you spend more money on your offensive line. And if you can, you mentioned this earlier, Joe, Mm -hmm. um, if you can find a wide out, he doesn't Mm -hmm. need to be a superstar. He just needs to be somebody reliable that that we know can run good routes and has good hands. We need guys who aren't going to turn and start running before they've caught the ball and looked it all the way in.
1: So uh, enlighten me, Chris. Where are – I'll mention three names. Where is Shepard, Gala – what's his name? Galladay?
0: Oh Galladay, no Galladay,
1: and and um, who else am I thinking about? There's one more. Um, oh Tony, is Tony gone? Yeah, Cadareous, Tony? Oh, they got rid of him. Yeah.
0: So Tony, yeah, Tony has been moved. He's gone. Okay. So do we um, know
1: any, what about Shepard? So what's, what, what's his deal?
0: You know, I think Shepherd is just hurt right now. He's on the IL or the IR. Shepard. I he get to confuse IL IR. Yeah, no, it's it's funny because I don't, you know, I watch. Um, I don't watch as much, nearly as much football as I used to, and and um, some of it is just, just, I just I'm so sort of done with the league itself. As I whole. know, um, and so I watch the Giants when I get a chance, kind of thing. Um, but I'm, but I'm also some of it is just like not just watching the 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 high, the score highlights, but watching the highlights in general. Sure. Um, seeing sort of sort of where they are, um, I'm literally looking up
1: because right now our, our our most eligible receiver is is Slayton, right?
0: He played the game yesterday, so, but yeah, it looks like he's still hurt right now.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, they got to make a deal, and, and oh, we, that's we, right.
0: No, he uh, he tore his ACL.
1: Oh, he tore his ACL. Right. Oh, there you go.
0: Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. So Galladay is garbage. Yeah. He just is. They signed him to a big contract and that was a mistake. I think everybody knew it was a mistake. And, and Tony it, anyway. was a
1: giant gigantic headache. Um, so he, had to go. he was
0: he was a headache. Um, yeah. but Galladay was just a giant. He's just he's just a giant, giant mistake. Um yes. they gave him way too much money for a guy who does not catch the ball.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't that's that's his job. It's his job. He's gotta catch the ball. Gotta he's catch the ball sometimes. But he's not a tight end where you're going, oh, I wish he had better hands, but at least you throw a mean block. No, you're a wide receiver. You go out and catch the ball. Um, just I, 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 watching him play, I don't know what made them sign him. I don't.
1: Desperation? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there are yeah, other good guys. point. You
0: can find other guys. You can find guys who can catch the ball. And he's not he, – he He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. He would drop these balls. He'd start, like, you know, running these routes over the middle and get nervous he's going to get hit. Um. Which I mean, you know, there was a time and a place where I thought, oh yeah, no, you're running over the middle, you're you're gonna get popped. Um, things are different now. It can still happen, but you've got way more protection as a wide receiver, um, so you're not just gonna blindly get popped more often than not. Um, and he's looking to run or evade blo- uh, evade tackles before he's even got the ball, so he drops it. So. Yeah. Oh, I you know, just even they don't even need it'd be nice to have a deep threat, but like honestly, there's so much that they can do with Daniel Jones and with Saquon Barkley that um they just need guys that can catch the ball. So I I think they've got options. I don't think they need a superstar wide receiver. I don't think you need um you, you don't need the trio of skilled players that that some other teams feature.
1: Good point. Yeah. Agree with that, yeah. And
0: that's just my opinion. I could be, I could be uh, off on that. And I I, I know there are people there that are watching the Giants more religiously than I, but, um, but I just, you know, I think they're just they're not quite deep enough yet. And some of that is just, and that's not the current management's fault. It's not the current regime's fault. They just they're working with what they've got. They are they are making, they're doing incredible work with what they've got. But like this is years and years of letting letting this roster go to rot.
1: Yes, very much so. Yeah. So it, it, okay. even, even more to the point of what they're working with, they got, and they're doing a very good job, it makes their, what it makes what they're doing even more um, uh, outstanding and and, and, uh, you Absolutely. Know, and, yeah, and amazing. Because, again, we we had figured at this point, eight games in, the Giants, I would have figured it would have been two and six, not six and two.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Um, and even you know, at two and six, you're going, they probably were lucky to get the two. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So no, I mean good good on them and and sort of on that note, you know, I haven't really been haven't really been watching but uh but the Jets surprising around the league, right?
1: Yeah, they're 5 and 3, All right, They 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 lost yesterday to the hated Patriots, right? Sure.
0: Um yeah.
1: um Wilson didn't have a good uh, a good game. Uh, I I didn't watch the J game. I only saw the last few minutes. I was out and I got home and I only saw the last few minutes. I got home just in time to watch the get, catch start of the giant game. I know Joe Beningo, uh, uh, of FAN, who's now back out of semi-retirement. Uh, he's, um, he does a Saturday morning show with his old partner, Evan Roberts. And he was, he was on this morning with uh, Tiki and Tierney and he was, he was ranting and raving. He, he wants Mike White back at quarterback. <laughs> so I don't know if that's going to happen. But, I wouldn't think so, no. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. But, uh, you know, I, I like the Jets, uh, defense and, um. They, you know, and uh, the quarterback does have some targets. He does have some uh, uh, options to go to more than more than uh, Jones does. So, uh, but now the Jets, you know, they got the Bills next week. <laughs> so, uh, my God, that's going to be tough. And then they get they then they have a bye, and then they play the Patriots again. But their schedule is much tougher, obviously, for the rest of the year than the Giants' schedule.
0: Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, just by virtue of being in the AFC East, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, you know, it's um, it, it, the last few weeks though, on a Monday morning has been hasn't been the uh, you know hand wringing and I'm about to jump off the bridge uh, if I'm a uh, a, foot, a New York uh, football fan. It's been pleasant, it's, you know, some pleasant surprises, and uh, there was a you know hopefully that was just a misstep yesterday for both teams because I I, I want to believe in both teams right now I really do, and um, well,
0: that's good and I
1: yeah be nice.
0: I, I, you know, I think again the Jets are in a really tough spot because of the division they're in, because of yeah. the expectations. Um, I, I, you know, I haven't watched enough of Zach Wilson playing um, to to say one way or the other. Another lie, but uh, you know, it's just it's. I think it's. I think it's very difficult to be a quarterback in the NFL. I think the expectations on were were very high for him, and I think we'll see if hopefully that the winning you know, gives him some stability, right? If, if he can, if he can manage that stability so that, um, you know, once they start suffering losses in the regular season, we saw some poor decision-making, but hopefully that's, that gets better. I mean, that's, that's one of the tough things about, about the NFL. I think it, it, cause this is his second year. Um, mm-hmm. you know, second year is second year on quarterback is often the toughest, uh, because they've got tape on you now, defenses yes. know how to confuse you. They know what your go tos are, and uh, your toolbox still isn't really big enough in most instances to be able to make that leap. So I, you know, I'm not worried about Zach Wilson in general. I know um, there are people who will disagree with that. I'm sure there are people. If you're a Jets fan, you're probably you know vehemently disagreeing with me right now, shaking your head, no. <laughs> there is reason to be concerned, but again, I think for me. I hit the third season on quarterback evaluation. That to me is the linchpin right there because they don't need to have arrived by their third season, but we really need to see a a significant uptick in good decision-making and uh, honed skills by the third season. If by the third season we don't see that, I start to worry. You don't necessarily write the guy off, but I do think you start to worry. So, the Jets are in decent shape at five and three. Um, I don't know that they necessarily go anywhere in a, in a tough AFC East to say nothing of the AFC in general hmm. uh, features way more winning teams than the NFC. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I think this could be honestly, even if they, even if they have a 500 season, if Zach Wilson comes net back next year and has developed into a more interesting and, and better player then I think there's a lot of hope for the Jets.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, again, I'll go back to Beningo. He was ranting and raving this morning. He says, uh, they, you know, they need to run. He, he, he uh, even Wilson needs to run more. He got to run with, he's, he's only good. He's, he's not a good pocket pass. This is again, Beningo's, uh, assessment. He's going to throw the ball when he's out of the pocket. So, you know, if it comes to that then just run the frigging football. But, um, you know, I don't watch that many jet games. So I don't know if that's feasible. Uh, but uh, you know the kid did come with a lot of hoopla around him so you know you're yeah. right if 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 they, like they, if the season they don't make the make the postseason but they they finish with a winning record or well, you can't you can't have a 500 season anymore right because it's an odd number of games oh yeah right? yeah that's no, right 17 right. games yeah so you know but if you see development and that's what we're looking for obviously with Daniel Jones is what his fourth season so you're looking for uh, for for you know for, for something to happen for growing you know, uh, on his part. Um, yeah, but like I said, it's, so far it's been a, a pleasant surprise. And it came at the right time because, as we said in our first half of this um, sports short, we had our two baseball teams just um, choke on the Big Apple. I don't. Know. It must have been a big Granny Smith apple that they both choked on, but something like that. You know, a couple of apples.
0: Careful, Joe. They're gonna they're gonna put you in the hate for torturing that metaphor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably will. But so uh, you know, uh, thank God of the Giants and the Jets so far for helping us to eat to uh, assuage some of our pain uh, that the um, uh, Major League Baseball teams sent our way. Yeah. So. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in the NFL?
0: No, I mean, you know, I, I the Buffalo Bills. They're yeah. they're you know, arguably the only New York team, right? Um, yeah, yeah. They right. I mean, they they are they are who their record says they are. They're, oh, yeah. they're they're playing stellar football. Uh you know it's you know it's bad when uh or you I should say you know it's good um when they win by 10 points and people are worried about them.
1: right yeah right Um, yeah it's a good point
0: everybody's so everybody's so used to them them winning uh by so much more yeah just Um,
1: drubbing their uh, opponents
0: yeah just absolutely absolutely mulching them right um so to only beat the packers 27 to 17 people are going oh do we need to start to worry um that says a lot about the the state of football in buffalo right but i mean I'm not going to get into all the the crazy stats and there are a lot of crazy stats about the incredible things that, that, that team is doing in Buffalo Um, because they're just winning, winning, winning. It's, it's kind of nuts. But man, they're for real. They look, they look great. And this is, I think what every organization hopes that they can do is, is just keep taking those steps from season to season. I think they look better than Kansas city. I think they're ready to overtake them. Um, you know, I think they're just—they're just a really solid team, right? Definitely. Um, um
1: what what is I, Josh? What's Josh Allen's uh, uh, contract situation? I mean, is he coming up for? I mean, he's going to get a lot of—he's going to get some big money. He's right? going to get a
0: ton of money, and he's not going right. anywhere. He's—he's right,
1: um, he's probably going right. to be the highest-paid QB in football. Very, I, very soon. I'd
0: imagine. I'd imagine he does take home that particular mm. uh, record, and also, um, I mean, he just—he loves Buffalo. He's oh, OK, cool. He's either a fantastic actor and will leave or he just he just he, he loves the city and and everybody around him loves him, too. Like, you know, Diggs Diggs had garnered a reputation for being difficult uh, in other places and he comes to Buffalo and there's there's not a whisper of it. And it's not just the winning either. Right. They've they've had some tough losses and still nothing. And it's because Josh Allen is leading that locker room and leading that team. Um,
1: I just looked him so, up. He's a he's a farm boy,
0: yeah, he, it's he, just, he, it's so yeah,
1: he comes right to our right farm right. in California, huh?
0: You know, it's just, it's it's nuts, and they've and also like they've hit what should have been their tougher teams early, so now you know mm-hmm. they've got the, admittedly yeah, they still have the Vikings ahead, okay, but they've got <laughs> they've got. The Jets, which I I don't, I don't care how well the Jets play, they're not going to beat Buffalo.
1: No, I think Browns,
0: the Lions. They've got the Patriots. They've got the Jets again. They've got the Dolphins. That'll be a big question mark of whether or not Tua's in. And I think Tua doesn't give the Dolphins a lock. Tua just gives them a chance. Um, then they've got the Bears, and then the Bengals, and the Patriots again.
1: Yeah, I, I know. You you look at that schedule. It's a, it's an easy schedule, but you know you still got to you got to play the team. because like, you know that. That happened here in New York with the with the friggin' Mets down the stretch. Oh, we got the Pirates. We got the Cubs. And they, the Cubs swept them. And then they lost two out of three to the Pirates. And, I don't know. And,
0: absolutely. It yeah. can absolutely go that way. Yeah. And I think, I think maybe, you know, notching a loss down the stretch, a bad one, is probably a good thing. But honestly, even their wins, they're learning from. Like, they beat the Packers by 10, and the first thing they started talking about were the mistakes they made. And mm-hmm. not in a – Lock into this. Get upset about it. Need to beat every team by twenty way, but in a way of like, glad we got the win. We made mistakes and we got to fix them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um So I, you know, I, th- but I think that they're they're for real. I think that they're a lot of fun to watch. Um, it's you know, f- for a while their Buffalo had a streak of not allowing any third quarter points. Um, huh. they just they just they have all these weird niche sort of like statistical wins that they're getting um, through four games. This is obviously much, much earlier in the season through four games, the bills had only allowed seven second half points. Wow. Through four games, seven second half points. That's incredible. That's nuts, right?
1: Definitely nuts. Oh. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I think that's just, I think that's just where the bills are, are at. They could drop a couple of games down the stretch, but I think, I think they are for real and any game they drop is not a sign of impending doom. Honestly, they could drop two in a row and I'd go, All right, well, that sucks. But whoever's getting them next is gonna get real sad because the Bills are gonna come in angry. Um yeah, exciting football.
1: Hmm. Oh no, well, I'm sure they've you know um and you you lived in Buffalo, right, for for, for six years, years. right? Yeah. Six yeah. years. So I'm sure as the snow is coming that be you know, this is gonna uh uh warm their hearts the way their team is playing and uh
0: oh yeah well i think that's the big thing the bills want right the the, one of the reasons the bills are trying to notch those wins is not to make the playoffs they're going to make the playoffs it's because they want the number one seed mm -hmm. they want home field advantage through the playoffs and i do think i could be wrong um and i know a lot of teams say the players and coaches they all say the right thing which is let's take this one game at a time and i do think the bills are you know i do think that they're present from week to week i don't think they're looking too far ahead but (laughs) I, I think they'd be lying if they, they said that they were not thinking about locking up the number one seed in the AFC because they want the playoffs to go through Buffalo. They don't want to – I think they're a better team than Kansas City. They don't want to play in Kansas City. They want to they force other teams to come and play in the snow, the ice, and the cold. Yeah. With, with a, a stadium packed with Buffalo fans just making all sorts of noise. I think yeah. that's what they want. So I think that's what they're playing for, and I think that – Informs the passion with which they're playing. I think that's why we're seeing so much shutdown football from them.
1: I tell you that uh, you talk about noise at the stadium. That I'm watching that giant game yesterday in Seattle, man, the uh, way that stadium is built, th- those people are right on top of the field. They will. I mean, I could never, I could never put myself through that. I could never sit through three hours of that immense amount of noise. I mean, you, you got to come out. Partially hearing uh, impaired, I would well, they think. Were
0: one the ones that created a, that created an earthquake.
1: <laughs> Did <laughs> I, they I heard
0: about that? Right? Do you remember? No, that? no. Yeah, they had. Um, this was. Oh gosh, this would have been 2000. Man, this is gonna drive me nuts. I want to say it was 2010, maybe. It was 2009, maybe 2000. I in any event the the Seahawks it was when the Seahawks were had a losing record they made it to the playoffs because they won the NFC West at 7 and 9. Yeah. And they they played against New Orleans and everybody was complaining cuz New Orleans had a way better record had not way better but definitely better record but the Seahawks got to play at home because they had won the NFC West at 7 and 9. And Marshawn Lynch had this monster run where he just he shed and I'm not exaggerating this is not hyperbolic um he he shed eleven tacklers.
1: Jesus Christ!
0: It was it was nuts, and this would have been two thousand. It was it was two thousand and ten in the NFC Wild Card round against the Saints, and Seahawks fans went so nuts and they made so much noise that it actually triggered a very. It triggered on the um. Oh, what do you use to measure earthquakes? The Richter scale. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> actually, it actually registered on the Richter scale.
1: Holy crap! It's oh, good right. they, know they don't play these these games in the Alps. They would they would have triggered an avalanche. <laughs>
0: right, well, it is, it's it's for real out there. I can't imagine.
1: Oh, it was so loud yesterday, Chris. Just amazing. And it, you know, there was a couple of you know some people bring their kids to the games. And thank God this was one couple had the you know the earmuffs, the ear oh, the okay. ear uh, headphones on, on, the, yeah. on, the, on the on the little kids uh, ears yeah, because protect, you know,
0: that, protect that hearing. We'd yeah, all do, we'd all do well to do the same thing, honestly. But yeah, <laughs> but it's too late for me. It's probably too late for you too. Here we. Oh are. yeah,
1: it, it really is. Yes. <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, yeah, that's so exciting. Football from all three New York teams, uh, but I think only one of them is for real this year.
1: I, I, I think I would agree with that. But uh, as I said, uh, I've still got my fingers crossed, especially for the Giants. And let's uh, what, let's see how this plays out. This could be very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's, it's 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 obviously it's a hell of a lot better than the last half dozen years you know yes. at this point they would have been uh oh one in seven one one in seven so you know,
0: yeah it's, it's,
1: it's a it's a pleasant surprise so i'm enjoying for it, it wasn't, yeah. where do we go next where do you want to go next
0: oh uh, i mean let's let's get into hockey <laughs> yeah go ahead uh i have I've, a few I've questions I've been, I've been very very excited there uh very excited for hockey season to start and it's been man, it's been a, it's been an interesting start to the year. Some really, really cool stuff happening. Um, especially if you live in New York, um, because no matter where you look, if you live in New York and you're a hockey fan, Mm -hmm. it sort of doesn't matter where you look, you're happy. Yeah. Um, you know, between the Rangers, the Islanders, the devils, the sabers, all four of them look good. Mm. It's kind of nuts. I don't know. And, and maybe somebody else, uh, maybe some of our listeners who, uh, who've been hockey fans longer than I are able to think of a time that that was the case, but I cannot for the life of me tell you um, when that would have been, would have been the case um, that, that all four teams are worth watching at the same time.
1: Yeah. I can't imagine that happens too often. Haven't no, to talk in no. the past.
0: No. Um and we're getting it, I you know, I don't think anybody's nobody is surprised by the Rangers. Let's start there. If anything we're surprised that they've dropped as many games as they have. Uh they're currently 5-3-2. Right. So mm-hmm. um you know, they've got 12 out of, out of a possible 20 points. Um doesn't feel great. I know. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: but th- they'll be fine. Um you know, I so I, I think that there's and this is also a, a just a recent development. I think they'll bounce back, no problem. Um, and the Islanders too. I was once once we knew Sorokin was coming back and was going to be in net. Um, he's a great goaltender. I think the Islanders were really missing him last season. And um, and they're five and four. They they've scored ten out of possible eighteen points. Um, the only reason they are like sort of down in the rankings. Is because everybody's in the same place except for the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are just awful at three and seven. <laughs> and if you need more evidence that they're that they're awful, uh, I've got it for you because uh, the Devils crushed them yesterday, seven to one. Wow.
1: Yeah, it was, baseball score.
0: It was it was a slaughter. It was a slaughter.
1: Sounds like the Yankees um, getting, getting beat by the Astros.
0: So yeah, it was it was <laughs> it was ugly. Um, so you know the Islanders, I think we were we were expecting them to do well this season, and I think they're going to sort of continue in that. In that way, I think um, if you're an Islanders fan, you're maybe disappointed that they didn't pull off any of the big moves this offseason. Um, Lou Lamorello, their general general manager who used to be GM for legendarily for the Devils, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's notoriously tight-lipped about moves. And so people kept hoping that, like, he had something under his uh, – uh, something up his sleeve. he has something, he's going to do something. And then they didn't really make any moves. And people are going, ah, oh, well, that's problematic. Um you know, I, I at the end of the day I think they were just they're happy to get Sorokin back and they're settling into a groove and um and I think they're fine. They're fine. Good. Um surprising a lot of people though, on the other hand, the New Jersey Devils. Um
1: Your, what is their what is their record right now?
0: So they are currently six and three, 12 wow. points out of a possible eighteen. So they're in great shape. Um, for a second there, they were sitting on top of uh, on top of the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina has since surpassed them. They now have thirteen points to Jer- uh, Jersey's twelve. But um, but their five on five hockey has been so so good. Um, it's 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 nuts how good their their five on five hockey has been. That said, they've certainly they're going to miss Andre Pallott, uh who's out with lower body injuries on IR right now. Um, that's that's going to be a tough one. But uh, but they've just been playing really, really good team hockey, exciting hockey. They've been scoring goals, which the devil are not known for doing, uh, historically speaking. And um, it's a great way for them to be going into their 40th season. So that's really pretty cool.
1: 40 years, really? Wow. Holy yep. cow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, 83. So that's exciting stuff. And then, um, and then the Sabres are playing really good hockey, which nobody was really expecting. And um, for anybody who is not watching hockey and doesn't know, uh, watch Rasmus aline He is Rasmus a Dallin. defenseman who is absolutely setting things on fire. That guy is nuts. When he gets his he – he's a great defenseman, but when he gets his stick on the puck and he's in the offensive zone, he guys freeze. They don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> and so he does this thing where he freezes them and then either takes the shot or passes it, and the next thing you know, it's a goal. Usually he's able to just – throw it over the puck over to somebody else but nobody knows where to go so like these passing lanes open up um mm. it's it's great fun to watch them and uh, they actually <laughs> they actually did uh curb stomp the red wings tonight eight to three um so wow. that was yeah the, again lots of exciting hockey hockey happening in new york it's all really really it's really impressive, which is great. It's all to the good because the Boston Bruins are absolutely tearing it up. So you're mm. gonna need teams, you know, like if any you're team from Boston New York watching Boston go eight and one to start the season. Eight and uh, one. Eight and one. Uh, eight and
1: one. It's
0: convincing hockey. They this is not puck luck. This is very convincing. these are convincing wins. Um, you know, then hey. I I I think if you're in New York, you're hoping your teams do well to at least keep up with Boston because uh, right now, and again, it's only about to be November, you know, in what, another couple of hours, it'll be November. Um, different page on the calendar brings, bring, you know, we're, we're only nine to 10 games in. So uh, it's, it's an A2 game season, folks, strap in. It's a long one, but <laughs> yeah, for the good start for the season uh, to a lot of these teams. And then on a more personal level, the Blues uh, look nice like the they are serious and not so much now
1: were they Uh, three and four four, now
0: yeah the past couple weeks have been really really difficult they're now they're now sitting at three and four um you know they've only played seven games and and some of this is the schedule too Mm -hmm. um you know some teams had played three games by the time the blues had played one and i don't know what that kind of scheduling is about Uh, my friend roger he texted me and he's like I don't understand. Do the blues play football now? We only get to see them once a week, like <laughs> um you know, coming into the season he had mentioned something and I had sort of like waved it off. But but yeah, it was they they were they were having trouble finding a groove. Um I went to the you know, unfortunately caught COVID and so what my family was supposed to come in and we were gonna go to the, the hockey game on Saturday, and that obviously didn't happen. Mm. Um but I went to to Wednesday's game, um Wednesday's game against Edmonton. And that was, that was tough, man. They were the first period they played like they were scared of them. And don't get me wrong. I mean, Edmonton, they've got some offensive firepower for sure. Oh, excuse me. But you can't play scared like that. They were tentative. It was, it was, you know, sometimes Joe, and we run into this in, in almost every sport. The the exception mm-hmm. is probably football, but every sport where you have to play a series of games in the playoffs, there's usually, unless you unless you're divisional rivals, right? And you have uh, extensive experience with each other. Usually, the first game is teams feeling each other out. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I doubt. this was not that. This was the Blues being being weird and scared, and they settled in in the second. They had a good second period. They had a good first half of the third period, and then they they gave the game away. Edmonton earned it too, but it was it was it was a tough watch. The the Blues really only played about excuse me about half an hour thirty minutes of hockey out of a sixty minute game, and that just never ends well. Um,
1: no, I wouldn't think so <laughs> now,
0: Yeah, now they've got a little more consistency uh, You know, the hope is that they they show up, they get better uh, They have definitely missed um, former Ranger Pavel Buchnevich um, Because he is key to their power play And, and we've seen the, the Blues really struggle without him So, not that he's a fix-all now that he's back But um, but I know they're happy to have him back off of IR that was, that was tough to lose him after the first game He scored their first goal of the season and um, and I know they've missed him, so we'll see. Again, a lot of season. While I'm busy being optimistic about all four New York teams, I'm also looking at the Blues' uh, three-four start going. A lot of season left. It's okay. There's a lot of season left. Um, that there is. So yeah, oh. that's 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 where we are on hockey. Um, uh, and for anybody who did not see the Devils beat uh, the Colorado Avalanche, um, I believe that was Friday, Friday night. They blanked them one nothing, and. Man, usually if the Devils are winning a game, it's not one nothing. One nothing hmm. is how they lose games in the past. The fact that they can go toe to toe with a team like Colorado, the defending Stanley Cup champions, and win one nothing—that really says a lot about them. They're also—I'm um, gonna have to find the stat for you—but right now the Devils are allowing the fewest shots per game in the entire league. Um, hmm. And that's that's big because they don't really have the goaltenders to to go toe to toe with with you know the 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 big boys. They just don't. They don't have the goaltending to to do that. Um, I'm not gonna find the stat, but yeah. Anyway, um, they are they are doing great things on five and five on five hockey, and um, they're allowing so much. They're allowing fewer shots per game. Uh, than any other team in the league and that's that's huge that's that's big end-to-end hockey so um yeah so no, uh, Joe you mentioned you had some questions i don't know I've sort of been pontificating over right. here so I'm happy to relinquish the mic for a minute
1: well i remember we talked about uh, you uh, on our last episode um, um i can't think of his first name but um uh, th- throw, uh throw check, right for the Rangers? And how he, yeah how he might yeah, how he basically. might upset the kid line has he done that i mean how, how's he doing
0: He's doing well uh they like him because he's a threat and he's intense he plays with an intensity that i think um i think the rangers want to want to see i mean don't get me wrong they they they've played well and i i tell you uh our uh, panarin and mika zibanejad they're just bad they're bad men. they're bad,
1: bad oh it's it really is yes <laughs> uh, it's really it's <laughs> From what i've seen great. yes
0: um no i think Trocheck. Fit, is fitting into the culture very, very well. Um, I think they're good. happy
1: to have. All right, cool.
0: Yeah.
1: That sounds good. And the kids are uh, holding up well? No uh, sophomore jinx or anything like that?
0: You no, know, I don't think we've seen any of that. I think that now that that line is, this is sort of where we run into um, a, a thing of, I don't want to say quite, quite say a thing of the past, but, I think now that the kid line is broken up, I think that the Rangers, you know, part of it was that they weren't supposed to make the leap last year. Mm. They weren't supposed to be nearly. I remember you
1: saying that. Yeah.
0: And so I think that now that everybody went, okay, they did that last year. We have high hopes for them this year. There's really no reason to think they've taken steps backward. I think now people are just sort of integrating the kid line into the whole of the Rangers and so it's a it's much more about the team than about mm. the line, if that makes sense.
1: No, it does make sense, and it makes sense that from a point of view that if you integrate them in with the rest of the guys on the team, the older guys, the the more, the more mature uh, guys, uh, they can only get, their their play should only get better, right? right. Because they'll right. learn from those guys, right? Yeah, so, so I yeah. think,
0: and and you want to be able to mix up lines too. You want yeah, to be able. To, I get You don't that. want to have that. to keep. You know, you don't want to have to look at these guys and go, "Man, if we don't if we don't keep these three guys together, then their production just really drops off." You want to be able to mix and match, not just because of injuries, but sometimes you're going, "Okay, this is this is the matchup that I want." Uh, uh, who's I I'm trying to remember now? I'm gonna have to go through here real fast, but um, but when the Devils the Devils were playing the Avalanche, there was somebody in particular. It was John Marino. John Marino was kept he was all over the ice but basically um it, it was a shat, it was a um a shadowing situation okay where mm-hmm. you you always saw him whenever Nathan McKinnon was on the ice the devils would absolutely from the bench you would just see John Marino come out John Marino was shadowing Nathan McKinnon and trying to sort of keep him in check keep him controlled and he did it He did it really well. Like it was a huge off act. It was a very quiet one, but it is paying so many dividends. This offseason acquisition of John Marino. So it's sort of um, that similar situation of there are going to be times where you might want one of the kids on a different line so he can shadow somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you don't necessarily want this line going up against that line. So, so it's important that you be able to shuffle players to keep things fresh because also 82 games is a, A long season, you know, shake things up sometimes, um, but you want your options. So being able to more fully integrate the kids into the rest of the team, I think was probably always their goal. You know, I don't think it was ever their intention to have a kid line in the first place. It just worked really well. But um, as they get better and branch out, they'll be able to play with other with other line mates. And that'll be for the good of the team.
1: Yeah, definitely. Sounds like the right way to go for the Rangers. Good, good. Yeah, I didn't see the last two games because I was watching the World Series. But uh, I didn't see yesterday's game. They played in the afternoon, right? Yesterday,
0: did they? Uh, play no, they the played. Afternoon? I think early yesterday evening. I thought. Yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah, I mean, yesterday was—I don't want to say a gimme because because games in the NHL really shouldn't be kind of like what we were talking about earlier with the NFL. But um, but they were playing Arizona, so that was oh, okay. always, always very very likely. Um, then beating the Stars was, I think, a a good win for them. Um. Because mm-hmm. Dallas is – they're not quite – they're interesting. They've got a lot going on, um, and it's, it's tough because they just lost Ottinger, and Ottinger is a big, big part of that team. But the Stars are a good team, and they're a good test for the Rangers. And the, the Rangers beat them 6-3. So, um, you know, again, I think the Rangers are – they had a little bit of a tough run there. Um, they're on the upswing again. So I, I think they're in good shape.
1: Okay go to here. Okay. Well, they're not playing. I don't think they're playing tomorrow, right?
0: That's, uh, uh, let's see. So if we're cause looking Because I checked
1: earlier playing. in the day. Let me see.
0: My phone here. Yeah. Let's see what we're looking at here. Uh, No, they're not. No, they are playing tomorrow. They're playing, they playing tomorrow? Yeah.
1: Okay. Tomorrow. Yeah, they're, they're playing. playing. Oh, they're um, playing the Flyers. Oh. Yeah, oh, but they're, I mean they're... Out,
0: Although this is really more a product of time zones, I wish the NHL would stagger more of their games. Because when all the hockey happens on the East Coast, all the games you got nine games that start at six or seven, and then you get like two games later. That's um, seven o'clock listed here. To yeah, and this will actually be. This is sort of irrelevant to you, our listeners, because this will. By the time this drops, the games will have been over. Mm. Um, actually, tomorrow is going to be a nice slate of hockey for. Uh, New York fans, because uh, the Rangers play the Flyers starting at six. The Islanders play Chicago starting at seven thirty because they're in Chicago, and then the Devils play the Vancouver Canucks starting at nine
1: because mm. they're in. Vancouver. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So nice, nice staggered starts. Lots of hockey if that's the way you want to spend your evening.
1: Yeah, lots of hockey and, and Game Three of the World Series, and so yep. yeah.
0: Yeah, along with the you know, So um, Philly, Philly. That's Philly. All I got for NHL? Anything you think I missed, Joe, or should have spoken about, or misspoke about?
1: No, I think no, I, no, I wouldn't if you misspoke about some of the initial, I, I, I would go right over my head. I wouldn't know it. So <laughs> I'm still learning as you know, but uh, no, I did, you know, you're think you did a great job with that, you know, uh, going around the league uh, and really um, uh, speaking to the whole New York uh, hockey scene, which is kind of, you know, it's, it's good. I mean, uh, again, we, I said earlier, we, we like the, the football scene here in New York and the hockey scene is great. And uh, so that's going to keep us going and, you know, take some of the salt out of the wound of the, Friggin' Yankees and Mets, nope. and yeah, uh, you know, we'll con- you know, we we'll continue on. Uh, do you want to touch on briefly on the NBA, Chris?
0: Uh, I know, right? It, but we uh. should.
1: All right. Well, yeah. And this uh, is
0: Also, and also, let me be clear. This is. I'll not start with a, the Knicks. Yeah, this is not because of the NBA. This is because of Kyrie Irving. Right. Who to.
1: But uh, let me start with the Knicks. The Knicks uh, are three and three right now, and uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know this this uh, Randall guy. He's he's on again, off again, but he's on this year so far. And R.J. Barrett, I think he's going to become a star. He's looking really good. And Brunson's playing better. And Rose is ageless. So I, I think, um, you know, it's right now is a little little hint of optimism for the New York Knicks. But um, the Nets are one in five at this particular time. And, um, and yeah, do you want to address the Kyrie thing? I mean.
0: Um, yeah, let's, I mean, let's do it. Okay. Um, yeah. Go ahead. OK, so basically for anybody who hasn't been paying attention and I don't blame you if you haven't been, you know, the issue that we have with Kyrie Irving last year, besides the noise that he made, was the fact that he just wouldn't get vaccinated. It was right. really obnoxious. Just get your vaccine. And he was he's one of those guys that acts as though his back is to the wall and it's him against the world and yeah, all that, frankly, bullshit. Um, and this is not me undermining or not trying to undermine his experience in this country as a black man. Um, It's not that at all, that's experience that I'll never have. And there is adversity simply because of the color of your skin, which is adversity that I will never, ever, ever understand. I can appreciate it, but I'll never understand it because I'm not. Um, That said, you know, this whole idea that he's not gonna back down about getting the vaccine was always stupid. But now he's gone on, and he's been parroting Alex Jones conspiracy theories. And mm-hmm. anybody living in your neck of the woods, Joe, knows Alex Jones, mm-hmm. because of Sandy Hook, and um, and right. he he also placed a link to um, a, a he, quote unquote Hebrews to Negroes video on Amazon Prime, and it's it's basically the tweet was an I think it was a tweet. Um, is an endorsement of this film that is anti-Semitic. That's what it is. It's, anti, it's anti-Semitism. It is cloaked in the same language that Jews have experienced for millennia. Yeah, for millennia.
1: Five thousand years.
0: Um, and he's not backing down from it because, of course, he's not. Um, it's
1: yeah. He's just um, I don't know. It's uh, I, yeah, I, I you know I have defended him in the past because of uh, what he's done in the community. But, um, yeah, he's uh, this is indefensible, and I can't uh, come to his aid this time. And I, I think the the Nets would be best served if they just moved him and get him the hell out of here. But he's not playing well, neither is Durant. And it's this guy, Simmons, who didn't even play when they got him last year because he's a bad back, and he, obviously he can't. You know, just, I mean, it's just a total mess over there. I mean, that's the most – that is the uh, the worst run franchise I believe in New York, in the, all the all the major all the major uh, professional New York sports uh, teams, uh, the are uh, the Brooklyn Nets. It's only getting worse, and this only makes it worse because now you no, now you're does. talking about crap that's happened off the court, and that right. just that just brings all the wrong type of eyes and optics to your team, you know, that you don't need.
0: You know, so this uh, is, you know, I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, this is also we wonder how this kind of hatred can still can still find as much voice as it does and it's because of guys like him using their megaphones to espouse these these hateful lies this mm-hmm. is hateful bullshit. um and that's also how we end up with um oh man um uh yay west used to be oh
1: yes to yes yes yeah well kanye oh, now he's yeah, right yeah
0: right so mm-hmm we're seeing anti-semitism uh it's been on the rise in the in the country for the past several years um to mm-hmm. to you know um sorry i'm looking something up at them because i'm also trying to be sensitive to like making sure that i get this right um so there were anti-semitic messages found outside the uga football game in jacksonville this past saturday mm-hmm. and one of them just says uh said um oh gosh what was it kanye was right about the jews gosh <laughs> yeah like it's it's yeah so one of them was kanye was right about the jews i'm sorry everybody we should have i should have at least mentioned content warning because for any of our listeners who are jewish uh you see enough anti-Semitism. you don't want to he- necessarily hear about yeah. it out here so i i apologize i should have offered that in advance um but that was that was one and there was another message uh and i'm not gonna I'm not going to do any more digging to find it, but but the more boosting of this anti-Semitism that we see from the likes of Kyrie Irving, who is apparently a garbage human being, um, the more anti-Semitic acts we see, the more emboldened people are to yes, exactly. yeah. these, these lies out there. And um, it just, it makes me so angry, Joe. It makes me so angry.
1: Yeah, I've always been very sensitive to it also. Uh, you know, when you grew up in New York, the way you know, and I grew up in Brooklyn and um, I can remember uh, my favorite time of the year was December because not only did we celebrate Christmas, we celebrated Hanukkah with our, with our Jewish neighbors. And it was always a great, yeah. great time of the year and families getting together and exchanging, you know, more than guests, exchanging a culture. And uh, I, I just, whenever I encounter or I see anti-Semitism it uh, I I bristle. It makes me very very angry, and, well, and I uh, and
0: I, it, I think it hurts me all the more specifically because I didn't man I it took me so long before I really sort of encountered and could encountered and could identify anti semitism because I grew up in Port Washington with so many Jewish friends I didn't I didn't think anything of it. You know, and um and I'm sure my Jewish friends didn't grow up the same way. I'm sure they were able to identify the anti-Semitism that that I yeah. didn't see, right? Um, but but I just I it's not a thing that I, I, I'll i be honest, I didn't know it still existed, you know, growing up. Um and so it just it's something that that baffled me because I didn't I didn't see it till later in life and um and growing up with some of my Jewish friends who who I identified as best friends who their families open up their their homes and their hearts to me and and so it's 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 just not something I ever really considered and um unfortunately talking to a friend who who lives in New Jersey um you know they're thinking about leaving but they're like where do we go because the antisemitism mm. is so rampant that like you just there, there isn't a safe place if you're Jewish and that's really that's really terrifying because I just I didn't I didn't realize that our country had sort of hit that state until we had sort of hit that state, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so now, you know, seeing that kind of bullshit that that Irving is posting and then doubling down on not backing down from, um, you know, that emboldens again, it emboldens other people yeah. to be to make these brazenly nonsensical, hateful, anti-Semitic claims. Anyway, um, I know that we've we've kind of gone off the rails here. But yeah, we did a little bit. That was bit. part of the reason that, like, you're right, Joe. We needed to talk about that, and and I absolutely, um, obviously, had plenty to to say about it. But man, I really, I really didn't want to. I think, I think it's our responsibility because we've talked about this before. Um, but man, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired, man. I'm tired of assholes like this.
1: Yeah, and, and I just want to say because I remember when I had to apologize to the entire borough of Brooklyn <laughs> so no, earlier yeah. in the year. I just want to say that. that Kyrie Irving plays for the Brooklyn Nets, but he sure as hell is not representative of the good, fine people of Brooklyn, New York. No,
0: no. So
1: I wanted to get, get that out there because that's my hometown. It's, uh, it's you know, I still say it's, God, it's the best place on God's green earth. And uh, so I would say get him the hell out of here. He, can, You know what? Put him on the same bus, plane, or train with the crybaby Yankees and Boone and Cash and Ninja. <laughs> get them the hell out of New York. They don't belong in They don't deserve the city.
0: That's just it, right? Like it's one of those things where I think that anybody who's a Nets fan, the vast majority of Mets Nets fans certainly are going, get him out of here. Yeah, Please I'm sure get him out of here because I want to be able to cheer for my team. And I can't. I can't because I yeah, don't you, want to see him win as part of that team.
1: Yeah, it just it just spoils the the, the fun of, of the fandom. And it just, you know, you know, why am I why am I rooting for this team that, that has this this terrible guy playing for it, this terrible yeah, human being. Yeah. So I think um, he was condemned by the uh, by the owner of the team, and uh, I, you know, let's see if he the owner follows up and and moves him. They've been talking about moving him and Durant for the past year, which they should do. They need to drip this Nets team down and and, and start all over again. It's a travesty. It really yeah. is total travesty. But let's not end on 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 a sour note. No, no, um, let's not. Let's, you know, let's, uh, let's uh, go back and say, uh, go Giants, go Jets, go New York hockey, man. It's great. Yeah. And, and uh, so we can, we can uh, all enjoy that. And, um, and we'll, 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 uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed that both the Yankees and the Mets, that their management, whoever it may be, will do the right thing and, and rebuild these teams or get the pieces they need to, to be competitive again next year and mm-hmm. hopefully get deeper in the playoffs.
0: Keeping our fingers crossed, Joe. So, yep. um, but I think we, man, we covered a lot of ground tonight. I feel good about, uh, yeah, I feel good about that. So we um, certainly did. So, yeah. So, thank you for taking the time, my friend. As always, I appreciate your insight. I appreciate you. Um, glad that we got to do this together. But, uh, yeah, we're gonna go yeah. ahead and pull this to a close, and um, we'll have to do it again sooner rather than later.
1: Definitely, definitely, Chris. I appreciate your NFL and NHL expertise and the way you break things down. It's great.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, again, happy to be back behind the sports desk. I know we always say we're going to be back here more often and then we drop the ball, but that's okay, folks. We uh, we pick it back up and we'll just keep trying until we get it right. So uh, thanks for sticking with us. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the last two episodes of Secret Well, heck, we hope you enjoy them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we hope you enjoy all the episodes of Secret Origins and Condition. Um, Like, follow, subscribe, all the good stuff. Yes. Um, you know, we, we want to keep getting good content out to you and it, and it helps. It helps when, um, when you listen and when you let us know what you like, what you don't like on our Facebook page. Um, I think we're on Instagram. Joe yes, we are. We're, we're
1: on Instagram. On yes.
0: Instagram. We're on Instagram as well. And, um, you know, when you let us know what you like and what you don't like that, that helps us, um, refine our approach and and get better at things and do better and, um, and really focus on the, the cause that was the other thing that I always loved about main condition was that, you know, you get that immediate feedback. So you knew what people wanted to talk about, what people
1: mm-hmm. wanted to hear, mm-hmm. you
0: know, um, if people, didn't, if people didn't want to hear our rants on sports, they'd leave, they'd, they'd pick up their comics and yeah. they'd go out the front door. Right. So uh, um, Joe's on
1: the soapbox again about the the Yankees and the Red Sox. I'm getting yeah, the hell out of here. <laughs> Chris
0: versus, uh, Chris is talking about Batman again and, and arguing why he's the best superhero ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my cue. Gonna offer my salute and head out the door. Um, but yeah, so hope you didn't head out the door, folks. Hope you're gonna come back. It's Keep it's letting good. us know what you like and don't like, and uh, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves, and uh, you know we love you. We're glad you're here. Have a good night.